podcast listeners (laughs) happy tuesday yes we are here with um should be a shorter episode because that's what we try to do on tuesdays although the more i kept finding yeah it's not as short as some of our short ones yeah oh and Um, this is the witch's magic murder mystery podcast and i'm kara and i'm megan (laughs) hello hello and you are listening to this on tuesday which is if if you're listening today it comes out that means tonight is our live chat oh, with yeah. the Janets on the Patreon. So fun. I so, love it. I do too. Make sure you check the Patreon posts for all the info on that. Yes. It's at seven o'clock Eastern tonight. Yes. Okay. I am excited for this story. I cannot wait for to hear a it. few different reasons. Okay. It was an email that was sent to us. Oh, I love when this happened. A while back, which is just proof that if we haven't We're gotten to you guys. <laughs> and we don't even do them in order, it's more of oh, a, yeah. what do I feel Grab like doing yeah. today? So this one is from Marina. Uh, which I could have mispronounced, which is something you all should just know by now. No, this is, we're so good at names. So that's actually the new name that you're going to go by, okay? <laughs> and now we shall call you Marina. <laughs> and he shall be squishy and he shall be mine. Oh, as I kick you. <laughs> okay. Hey, ladies, I am a fan from Northwest Arkansas, and I keep thinking you guys might be interested in a couple things in a town near where I grew up called Eureka Springs. Okay. There is a hotel called the Crescent Hotel with a very colorful history, Mm -hmm. and it is very haunted. (gasps) Also, there is an underground ghost tour through the rest of the town. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Very cool history of this town. It's also very beautiful with lots of shopping and touristy things to do, so I would highly recommend it. And after researching this, I am also like, "Mm, maybe we should should put it on my list of places Mm -hmm. to go at some point. Yes. All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. It's a good one. I can't wait. I cannot wait. In the late 1800s, uh-huh. the healing waters of the Ozarks were well known around the country. Oh, yes. People came from all over to dip into the springs and cure their ailments. Ooh. Developers planned to capitalize on this reputation by building the most luxurious resort of course they did. in the United States. Of course Yes, they because they wanted to share that is what we do. the gift that the mm-hmm. earth has given How it. can I make money from this thing? Right. The 78-room Crescent Hotel and Spa in Arkansas was constructed in 1886, located on 27 acres in Eureka Springs. Okay. During its construction, stonemasons were brought in from Ireland, Mm -hmm. and they used magnesium limestone to build the hotel. They also built 18-inch walls, several towers, overhanging balconies, and a huge stone fireplace in the lobby. The hotel included electrical lights, modern plumbing, steam heating, an elevator, extensive Jeez. landscaping, and luxurious decorations and amenities. Oh, my gosh. Now, remember, this was like 1884 yeah. to 1886. Yeah. It cost $294,000 oh to build. Gosh. Which back then? Millions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> a lot of monies. So, when it opened, mm-hmm. they had a ball. Did they? With 400 <laughs> guests. Because it had, of course, like a full ballroom. Yeah. And they also had an in-house full orchestra. What? I know. Like, fancy, fancy. Wow. So there was a ball with a full orchestra and a banquet dinner. Uh High society from all over the country came to celebrate the opening. And then they kept coming. Because, of course, this is the most luxurious resort in the country. So it's where you're going to go to be seen mm-hmm. so in it addition, reminds me of i mean the holiday inn with bing crosby wasn't amazing like building it was like a farmhouse type thing but everybody celebrities and everything came to yes. it reminds, reminds me of that yes i love it 
In addition to the healing waters of the spa, guests could also enjoy a stable of 100 horses. Oh, my gosh. Tea dances in the afternoon. <gasps> what? And elaborate parties every evening. Look at you, Eureka Springs. All with that full orchestra. Oh, my It sounds gosh. like a cruise ship. It really like does. You, you have a, a party every night. Every and night. And tea dances. And 100 horses to just go riding. Yeah. Wow. So, as we moved into the 1900s... Uh-huh. People started to realize that the healing waters weren't actually healing. Listen, I would still go for the party. Yeah. But the place like bills itself as like, come here oh, to, yeah, for, the, men, for the springs. Slowly people stopped coming to the oh. resort and eventually it closed. It was also around the time of the Great Depression. Oh, I right. Think, so, so that didn't really like, yeah, we can't. It was used for other things for several years, which I'll get to later. Okay. But first, Lillian. I'm going to skip to 1937. Okay. Because you were going to be particularly interested <gasps> in this part. No, I can't wait. That's when a man named Dr. Norman Baker uh-huh. moved in. Okay. And if that name sounds familiar, uh-huh. it's because Kara did an episode on yes. him. It's episode 117. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go through his whole story again, but he factors into this one in a pretty big way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to remind you about who he was. Mm-hmm. So he took over the hotel in 1937 and called it by a new name, mm-hmm. the Baker Hospital. Yep. This lasted anywhere from 20 months to three years. I've seen different, so I'm not entirely yeah. sure. This is especially amazing for the residents in the surrounding area because Dr. Baker has an amazing treatment available. If you remember, he <laughs> was can it like, cure cancer. Was it like watermelon? Yes, I've like got that in here too. Yes. He can cure cancer without any cutting or radium or x-rays. <laughs> now, Dr. Baker has a lot going for him. He really did. Yeah. You know how when someone is good looking and confident, it's human nature to automatically assign Trust like them. positive yeah. characteristics yeah. to them. That's partly why we all find Ted Bundy so shocking, yeah. even though he's not... He's not attractive. No. But a lot of people think he was. He was very intelligent. And it's this whole thing of how do handsome people kill people? Like, would never happen. Would never, never happen. And I think if we're self-aware enough, we don't like this about ourselves, but it's just psychology. Attractive is good. Yeah. If you're unattractive, you got to work harder to prove Mm -hmm. that you're good. And Dr. Baker was attractive. Yeah. He had gray hair, like the kind that's hot. Yeah, like salt. It was like George Clooney Mm -hmm. hair. That's exactly who I thought it was, George Clooney. Yeah. Sharp eyes, good jawline. And then he's there being like, I'm a doctor and I can cure cancer. Yeah. So obviously everyone has no reason to think that this isn't true. Exactly. Look how hot he is. Yeah. Of course he can cure cancer. And there's also the thing of if you're diagnosed with -hmm. a terminal illness. Yeah, you want anything. And someone offers you. you, Right. You almost have to believe it. Right, exactly. Because the alternative is too awful. Yes. Sick people come from all over and they pay cash. Yes. Lots and lots and Mm -hmm. lots of cash. All of it. What's his treatment? (laughs) It's a combination of something he calls Formula 5 and the power of positive thinking. (laughs) It's going to heal us all. Um, Depressed? (laughs) Just feel better. I mean, positive thinking is powerful. Like, mindset is everything, but it's not... The only right positive affirmations are cancer. so much better than putting yourself down. Yes, formula five was made up of alcohol, glycerol, carbolic acid, ground watermelon seed, corn silk, and clover leaves. <laughs> I mean, so good. Definitely going to cure cancer. Yeah, it was injected at the site of the cancer up to seven times a day. Mm-hmm. The pantry of the hotel was turned into a morgue. Because, as you can imagine, Formula 5 was not all that effective. Right. Obviously, Norman Baker was a quack. And the only good thing about this is that he was arrested for mail fraud because (laughs) he mailed out advertisements saying he could cure cancer. Right. So that's what they got him on. Yeah. And if you remember from the episode, he got hardly like four years or something of jail time. So even though he died 
Oh, side note. Norman's former office at the Crescent is now a guest room. Ooh. Which is just interesting. Creepy. He died a free man in Florida back in the 50s. And when he died, he had cancer. Yeah. I'm like, irony. Strange, sir. But these days, Kara, Norman Baker's ghost is said to haunt (gasps) the Crescent Hotel. Is he the one that wore, like, the crazy purple suits? Yes. Yes. He was all into purple. He had a purple car. Yes. But it's not just him. There's a there's a whole slew of apparitions oh from his gosh. shady hospital days. So, man, Baker's ghost has been seen in the lobby of the hotel at the foot of the first floor stairway, as well as in the old rec room in the basement. He's wearing a purple shirt and mm-hmm. white linen suit. Yes. He had a thing for lavender. Yes. Aside from him, there's a nurse pushing a gurney oh, that has also been seen. And you can crazy. hear the squeaks <gasps> and the rattles of the gurney. Oh, my yeah. gosh. As she pushes it down the hallway. The nurse is dressed all in white and only appears after 11 p.m. because... That was her shift. Well, when the hospital is open, they wouldn't move the dead bodies to the morgue until after oh, 11. When people would go to sleep. Because if you're there thinking you cure cancer, uh-huh. then there shouldn't be any dead bodies. Yeah. So they had to mm. like, keep that kind of a secret. Remember how I said there had been a morgue set up? Yes. In the pantry. It's still there. What? And it still has his autopsy table <gasps> as well as a walk-in freezer. <gasps> The hotel's laundry room is next to the old morgue. Stop it. And a maintenance man was in the laundry room once when all the washers and dryers turned on by themselves in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. And then there's Theodora. Okay. An elderly woman who introduces herself as a cancer patient of Dr. Baker's before she disappears. What? They say she's very sweet and cordial. She resides. Hey, Theodora, I'm a cancer patient of Dr. Baker. Yes. And then she just kind of disappears. She resides around room 419, and several housekeepers have met her. You can usually see her outside the door. She's looking for her key. What? But then also, she'll tidy up the room whenever there's guests in there. Like she kind of cleans up after. What? Yeah. And then for a while, there was an antique switchboard they used in the hotel long after the hospital had closed. Uh-huh. The basement of the hotel is where Norman conducted his treatments. Right. And the old switchboard would continually receive phone calls from the basement, even though it was empty. So eventually they just, like, stopped using the switchboard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So those are the spirits connected to Norman Baker and his fake hospital. Oh, I am sure there's so many. Oh, gosh. Paranormal things happening. Because of all the awfulness that happened. Yes. And the sadness and, like, the really strong emotions. You know, you always hear about how, particularly in places where there's a lot of trauma and strong, strong, strong emotions. Well, and the building already probably had a ton of energy from the environment that was in it before, even Mm -hmm. though it was positive energy. Mm -hmm. And then leaving that to him and his madness. Yeah. And that just all kind of... But there's more. There's, oh there are gosh. other ghosts that oh have nothing gosh. to do with Norman Baker. Oh, great. Okay. So one of the more well-known is Michael, a red-headed Irish stonemason oh, who gosh. worked on the construction of the hotel. Okay. He was working on the roof, lost his balance, and fell to hmm. his death. He died in what is now room 218. And that is apparently the room that has the most paranormal activity in the whole place. Really? Also, we don't really know if his name was Michael. That's just what everybody calls oh, him. okay. I don't think That's that funny. Th- there's any way to know what his We're name We're just going to call you Michael. Mm-hmm. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Kara and I received 
received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. gonna be so tangled not with this one nice. and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to TYMOBeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So Room 218 has been investigated many times by ghost hunters, like TV okay. shows come mm -hmm. in, all those kind of things. And Michael has been classified as a poltergeist. Ooh. Terrifying movie. Yes. By the way. Uh -huh. It still holds up. I watched it um, in 20, still 2020. Tracks. Still track. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely terrifying. Oh I God. saw it when I was I, way too young. Like way too young to have seen it. I and attempted it to watch that when I think Sophie was a baby and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to have some time to myself. Like I'm just going to sit up and watch a movie. And I think... I don't remember if I was watching it with one of my brothers or what, but I was just like, mm, no, 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 can't do this. I mean, anymore. I think I was eight or nine when I saw it. It traumatized me. Like I, my baby yes. said, let me watch it. Oh and God. I didn't watch it again yeah. until 2020. Right. Thinking, I'm fine. I'm fine. That movie was from the 80s. Exactly. No, it's still terrifying. No, I don't like it at all. So the haunting mm -hmm. in room 218 includes oh gosh, hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. No, no, no absolutely no, had not. No. Cries of a falling man in the ceiling, uh -huh. the door opening and then slamming shut, and then you can't open it nope, again. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I don't want to be in a, a real life escape room. Michael also likes to play tricks with the lights and the television. Stop it, Michael. And guests have been shaken during the No, what? Michael, get out of here. Room 218 is the most requested room in the place. I bet it is. Listen, everybody wants to experience it. I love this stuff. I, I don't, don't want to no, stay in that no, room I don't at, at all. all. No, I don't think i want to sleep in the hotel listen i was it does gonna sound say, real fancy yes i was gonna say if we stayed there michael would find us okay. one of the articles that i read referred to michael as a flirty ghost they're no. like he forever romances the you know guests in room no. but have you ever seen that movie high spirits yes it reminds me you know the redheaded i think he's irish oh I or scottish in that and yeah. yeah it reminds me of him I love that movie, guys. It's got Steve Gutenberg in it, and I can't think of anybody else. <laughs> the wife from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is her name? I can't think of it, but God, it's to, I freaking love that yes. movie. Well, I used to watch forever. that over and over when I was a kid. Yeah, that's been forever since. It's a comedy. Yes. Okay. 
Another haunted room is the hotel's crystal dining room, which it was once the ballroom Mm -hmm. back in the Crescent's heyday. So a man in Victorian clothing. Oh, what? I know. Is often seen in the dining room sitting at a table near the windows. And he says, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return. Oh, my gosh. So he thought mm-hmm. probably when he died, he still had memories of her. And that's where he ended mm-hmm. up because he that was never answered for mm-hmm. him. Oh. Others have seen spirits in the Victorian ball attire dancing around the room in the middle of the night when the dining room is closed. Oh, my gosh. It's like the um, Haunted Mansion ride at Disney. Yes, totally. It's my picture, too. <laughs> There's this huge mirror that hangs between the doors from the dining room to the kitchen. And one time a server looked in that mirror and she saw a man and a woman in Victorian clothing standing in the dining room, like in the reflection. Uh And they were facing each other like they were in a wedding. And then the groom turned and made eye contact with the server. And then they both faded away. (gasps) What? How cool. And also creepy. Another morning, staff showed up to find the place in order, aside from the fact the menus had been scattered everywhere. Oh, my gosh. They got wild. And then lastly, during the holiday season, they put up this big, huge Christmas tree and all these, like, packages Mm -hmm. wrapped underneath it. So the dining room was closed, but the Christmas tree and the packages were moved from one end of the room to the other. Oh, my gosh. So when they came in and they find it, and there's also chairs circled around it facing it. Like, they've been, like, they were like, oh, my gosh. Mm A man in Victorian clothing has also been seen in the lobby sitting at the bar. He has a mustache and beard and never speaks to anyone. He just, just sitting there drinking his, yeah, I don't want to say He just sits quietly and disappears. Fortune. And people will go up and try to talk to him. He never talks and then he'll just disappear. Oh, wow. A waiter carrying a tray of butter has been spotted in the hallway. And I also saw rooms 202 and 424 mm-hmm. are cited as rooms with lots of activity, but I wasn't, I didn't see any stories. Like, right. they didn't say what. So they I just said stuff was happening to them. I did find something about room 212, though. It was once the office of the hotel's in house doctor, an okay. actual doctor. Okay. Before Norman Baker ever came on the right. scene. How many they, rooms does this hotel have? It had 78 when okay. it first opened. Okay. It has fewer now, but I'll tell you again. Okay. Dr. John Fremont Ellis was the in house doctor, and okay. his ghost has been seen around that room because it was his office at one right. point. And then sometimes you can also smell his cherry pipe tobacco. I know. I know. Oh, love uh, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to move to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. One morning, a cook was in the kitchen slicing vegetables when he looked up and saw a little boy wearing those like pop bottle glasses yeah. with the really thick lenses and dressed in old fashioned clothes, skipping around the kitchen. Oh, my gosh. So I have read about there's a little boy ghost. His name's uh-huh. Brecky because that was his last name. He was oh. four years old and he died at the hotel. Oh, my gosh. From appendicitis. Oh, God. I know. They say that he's seen around the hotel often playing Just, with a ball. Oh. And I wonder if this ghost that he saw in the kitchen might it's be him, but yeah. nobody right. said that, so I don't know. And another morning, the same cook came in, turned on the lights in the kitchen, and a bunch of the pots and pans came flying off their hooks. Oh, my gosh. So, it amazes me that some apparitions or spirits or whatever stay in one space, mm-hmm. but then others can just wander throughout the facility. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what they're attached to. Yeah. Or, you know, what is yeah. it that brought them there? Arguably, the most famous ghost is the girl in the mist. You'll mm-hmm. find her on one of the east side balconies. She either falls or jumps from the balcony oh to the garden below. And then she's shrouded in mist when she falls. <gasps> she doesn't appear often, but when she does, it's always around 1030 at night. And the thing about this one is that there's no record 
of a woman jumping or falling yeah. from any of the balconies. But lots of people have witnessed her. And she kind of glows white. So and in the it's dark just like, like that, a, she's easy to see. And it's just a repetitive thing. It's mm-hmm. not something she's just wandering from right. one room That's to the only place you see her. goes and does it. And guests have reported hearing her scream as she falls. Oh, my God. So the thing is, remember how I said the hotel was used for other things after it closed? Yes. Between the time that the original Crescent Hotel closed and before it became the Baker Hospital... Mm-hmm. From 1908 to 1924, it was a boarding school for young women, a distinguished college and conservatory Mm. for proper women. Mm. And then for a few years after that, it served as a junior college. Oh, so it could have been either. Could the girl in the mist come from that time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One last thing about the hauntings. Okay. I thought this was interesting. Okay. So remember how I talked about how the Irish stonemasons built the hotel out of limestone? Yes. The hilltop the hotel sits on is also predominantly limestone. Many paranormal investigators believe Uh that limestone has a special ability to absorb and release Uh electromagnetic and psychic energy, which might factor into the unusually heightened amount of spiritual Mm -hmm. activity at the present. Right. So (gasps) that's really cool. Because it's a super haunted hotel. It seems to have ghosts from like every part of its history well, it's probably still flowing through those waters and stuff too mm-hmm. which aids in the craziness yeah. okay so i've told you how the hotel was built and then it became a boarding school uh-huh. and college and a hospital and you already know it's back to being a hotel now right the building changed hands a number of times like mm-hmm. people kept buying it and saying we're going to return it to its formal glory and, and they just never, never did. Did. yeah but then in 1997, a couple whose last name I'll definitely mispronounce, mm-hmm. so we're just going to call them Marty and Elise. Yep. They bought the hotel mm-hmm. and they rebuilt the spas and then they worked on restoring the hotel's original skyline. Okay. That meant restoring the 3,500 square foot penthouse, mm-hmm. the original center observation tower, okay. and the 200 pound, 24 foot tall crescent moon weather vane. Oh, wow. While they were doing all of that, of course, work was also being done on the guest rooms, lounges, and landscaping. All in all, they spent $5 million on renovations. And when they were finished, the Crescent Hotel was indeed restored to its original glory. Oh, my gosh. Which is why I want to (laughs) go. Yeah, I do, too. I love historic buildings. I know. Architecture is everything. It's the history and the beauty and the extravagance of Mm -hmm. it that I just want to see. Oh, yeah. And then you tie in the paranormal stuff. And I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, we got to go. Okay, one last cool story. Okay, go. In February of 2019, they were using a backhoe on the grounds behind the hotel uh-huh. because they were planning to put in an archery range. Did they call 411 to make sure they knew where they were digging? <laughs> I Is don't it 411? Know. I don't remember. Those are things that grown-ups I don't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're back there, and they're digging, and they find something. Oh. It's a bunch of glass bottles. <laughs> so they stop digging immediately, and they take a look, and they realize that these look a whole oh, lot what? like the glass jars and bottles that appeared in the advertisements yes. that Norman Baker mailed out to people. By the end of the day, they'd uncovered hundreds <gasps> of these small glass bottles. Oh, my gosh. Archaeologists were brought in, and they confirmed that the bottles appear to date from 1938 to 1940. Yes, yes, yes. Several I of them reading about this still him. had, like, alcohol solution uh-huh. floating in them, and there were, like, bits of tissue yes. floating in the alcohol. Yeah. Some of them, like, the cracks had unsealed, mm-hmm. and so the liquid had drained out, but you could still see there's yes, tissue still. in there. But they don't know what type it is. Right. And they also think they found a couple bottles of Baker's Formula 5. Oh, my gosh. His cancer cure. I love that. And so 
these bottles would have been on display in mm-hmm. the lobby when at the time that it was a hospital, okay. which is a little dumb because he didn't do surgery. He wouldn't right. have removed any tissues. Yes. He wouldn't have removed any. So what's the experiment? It was all just props. Well, it was just oh, to yeah. make it more believable. That's yeah, true. Because nobody's going to ask those questions. No. They're there to get cured. Yes. Now, several of those glass bottles are on display on the shelves in the old morgue. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I know. Okay, so today, the hotel has all the amenities the modern traveler could want. Uh It sits on 15 acres of formal gardens and nature trails with 72 guest rooms, uh, many of which have their own balcony. And then it also has 12 luxury suites. The New Moon Spa. I love it. Features a full menu of treatments, a salon, and a wellness program. Uh-huh. And then Eureka Springs itself has galleries and restaurants and bars and a beautiful old Carnegie Library. Uh-huh. And there's also an opera company. And let's not oh forget the Christ of the Ozark statue, <gasps> which is seven stories high. So we have to go. We need to go now. Yeah. Okay. This, and that's it. Let's do this for my birthday. Okay. <laughs> Marina, thank you for sending that yes. in. Yes. Oh, my I'm gosh, sorry yes. it took us so long to get to it, but. I just, that was so fun. I really loved reading about it. I loved hearing about it. Like I loved the tie-in with Baker Mm -hmm. and all the spirits and all the things. And I really have to go now. And all I'm going to go do for the rest of the day is while I'm sitting in line picking up my children is Google photos of this space and look at what the prices are. As I was listening, I think we should go. As I was reading and I see Norman Baker, I'm like, that name sounds familiar, but it's kind of a generic name. Right. But then when I got to the watermelon stuff and the cancer cure, I was like, and at first I thought you'd done like the whole, I was like, oh my God, am I researching something we've already done? No. We've reached that stage where oh we gosh, have to we wonder are, if we've yes. already covered it. <laughs> yeah, we both are like that at this point. All right. Oh, so, my gosh. Thanks for listening, so you guys. Fun. Yeah. If you all have ever been there, please oh, tell us, us all photos, about it. Tell it. us about it. Yeah. Don't forget to go subscribe to our Facebook podcast discussion group or just go like us on Facebook because now we're big girls and we... We actually have a Facebook, Facebook page. page. We love you all. A lot. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.